This is Economy Watch. What you need to know about New Zealand's economic life today. Brought to you by interest.co.nz. Kia ora and welcome to Tuesday's Economy Watch where we follow the economic events and trends that affect New Zealand. I'm David Chaston and this is the international edition from interest.co.nz. Today we leave with news China is buying its resurgent growth, which is coming with some large problem downsides. But first, the US is on a public holiday today, Martin Luther King Jr. Day, and the New York Stock Exchange is closed. Overnight, European markets were mixed with Frankfurt up 0.4%, Paris was up 0.2%, but London was down 0.2%. Yesterday, Shanghai rose 0.8%, Hong Kong rose a full 1%, but Tokyo went the other way and was down 1%. The ASX 200 ended its session down 0.8%, and the NZX50 Capital Index fell 1.4%. In China, their fourth quarter economic growth beat expectations when it was released yesterday afternoon. That growth actually came in at 6.5% and significantly above the 6.1% expected. For an economy as large as China, that difference is quite something. For the year, it is a 2.3% rise than for all of 2019. Driving this fourth quarter result was a strong rise in industrial production, up 7.3% versus the expected 6.9%. Electricity production was up an impressive 9.1% in December from a year ago, driven by the current cold snap there. But retail sales underperformed, rising only 4.6% when a 5.5% rise was expected. Clearly their two-track dual circulation isn't working in a balanced way yet, despite the glorious claims. In fact, the reliance on huge government subsidies and stimulus is making inequality worse in the Middle Kingdom. And productivity, that's output per worker, remains very poor. It is only 30% of the level in first world countries like the US, Japan and Germany. China's SOEs and investment in public sector projects gets the blame. China's real risk is that it may get old before it gets rich. It must fix its huge productivity problem to avoid that outcome. And sorting out its worsening inequality is where it must start. Singapore's exports staged a significant and substantial rally in December, rising 6.8% after two months of worrying declines. This was mainly based on growth of specialised machinery rather than electronics, and was despite exports to China, the EU, Indonesia and Japan all declining. The US, South Korea, Hong Kong and Thailand were where the big growth was for them. In Australia, officials there now are indicating that overseas travel is unlikely to return in 2021. The latest global compilation of COVID-19 data is out. The global tally is rising faster, now at 95.2 million and up 477,000 in one day. But the largest number of reported cases globally are still in the US, which rose 161,000 for their tally to reach 24.5 million. The U.S. Treasury 10-year yield will start today unchanged at 1.09%. And the price of gold is up $8 today in New York in truncated trading and now at $1,838 an ounce. In India, there is a surge in weddings, many delayed from last year due to the pandemic. And that is contributing to a healthy rise in demand for gold in that country. Oil prices are just over $52 a barrel in the US, while the international price is now just under $55 a barrel, and both are very little changed. And the Kiwi dollar is slightly weaker again today from this time yesterday, at just under 71.2 US cents. 
Against the Australian dollar, we're softer as well at 92.5 Australian cents, and against the euro, we're down to 58.9 euro cents. That means our trade-weighted index is now down to 72.7, and its lowest of the year so far. And the Bitcoin price is virtually unchanged this morning compared with this time yesterday. It is now at $35,710. Volatility has been plus or minus 3.8 in between, however. And you can find links to the articles mentioned today in our show notes. Get more news affecting the economy in New Zealand from interest.co.nz. Kia ora, I'm David Chaston, and we'll do this again tomorrow. Tomorrow.